All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, Lee. Hey there, Tara. All right. Remember when Joe Biden said this? China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. They're not bad folks, folks. But guess what? They're not a they're, they're not they're competition for us. Yeah, I remember that distinctly. That's how he thinks. And look, if well, that's what he's paid to think, Tara. Yeah, I know. I mean, if the Chinese had given my family thirty-one million dollars in five documented deals, that's what it is. When you add it up, New York Post had it this weekend: thirty-one million dollars in five deals. I think they were nice folks too. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm well. I love my country. I wouldn't let them fly a spy balloon over. But Joe does. When you look at the mentality of this thing that happened over the weekend, mm-hmm. they offered. I mean. It, what's shocking about this is how far it went. Not just how far the balloon oh, went. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Over yeah. South Carolina. We're in the yeah. news again. Shot down over South Carolina. Yeah. But how far it went. It went on for days. They did not want to shoot this thing down. Well, this was tactically timid and strategically stupid. Well, listen to this, okay? Leon Panetta just nailed this on CNN. Wolf Blitzer, right? They had every excuse. Well, well, the debris might hit somebody. So we can't do it. Um, And Leon Panetta's like, look. Um, but let's start with this, okay? Number one, well, they said, well, you know, we can't shoot it down until it's over water. And then people are like, well, it was over water before it entered our land space. It was um, over water in Alaska. If you look at the, I mean, Fox News has it right now. If you look the track this thing took, it was over wide open water for a very, very long time. We had a ton of time to shoot it down. They're like, oh, we didn't have a good shot. Please. It, Montana is a very sparse, sparsely populated area. I, I think I heard one report where they average uh, five people per square mile. And if you are so concerned about the potential for any collateral damage that you are willing to give away who knows what type of informational edge to the Chinese that they may have gotten for this. Of course, I get this other question. I, I shouldn't be derailing things, but I want to ask this question, Tara. Why would you put a balloon over an adversary? You either want to sample something that's over the adversary or you want to drop something on the adversary. Or you want to send a message to the world well, that, that the adversary yeah. is under your control. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking from a technical standpoint about the technicality of actually physically doing that because they've got the, they've got the satellites. They have satellite technology that approaches ours. They can easily get what they need from, from that. And look, Rubio, Marco Rubio explained this to Senator what this is about. This is a message from China, and it's time to the State of the Union. But I think more than anything else, beyond just the ability to collect information, it is the, the, the ability to send a clear message, and that is that we have the ability to do this, and America can't do anything about it. If they're not going to be able to stop a balloon from flying over U.S. airspace, how is America going to come to your aid if we invade Taiwan or take land from India or take islands from the Philippines and Japan? 
And, and I think the fact that they would do that leading up to State of the Union, leading up to what was then Blinken's scheduled visit, none of that is a coincidence. And we need to understand clearly there was messaging behind this. Well, the one thing I, I would say about Rubio's comment, I, and, and much of it I agree with, the one thing where I take issue with him is not that America can't. The, the Defense Department can, but the Biden administration won't, won't. take time, timely action. That's the distinction there. I, this and, is something that yeah. should have been dealt with the moment it got into um, the the territorial waters of the United States. And there's no reason that it should have been taken down at that point. And look, there's no reason it could have been taken down at that point. And let me tell you who said that. And this is what's so shocking. Leon Panetta said that. Yeah. Democrat. That's Barack Obama's yeah. Democrat former defense secretary, Leon Panetta, because he said, listen, um, they're saying, oh, we got, you know, it's dangerous if we shoot it down. He said, listen, we can intercept it. We don't have to shoot it down. We just go get it. It's not hard. And, you know, he was even making the argument on CNN. Well, Flitzer, you know, if, if we want this for, you know, to analyze their spy capabilities, actually intercepting it and bringing it down would be better than shooting it down. Plus, nobody gets hurt. Right. And so. He, he said, we can either intercept it or shoot it down. He said, it's got to come down. It's got, we cannot allow this. But it's a great point. This, this is a false choice. Oh, we were afraid it would hit an elk yeah. Yeah. or a polar bear yeah. or maybe a person. Well, that's silly. And, and when they said, oh, well, we didn't have a good shot when it was over the waters of Alaska. Well, intercept it then. Don't shoot it. Intercept it. Be more valuable to do it that way anyway. He said, we got a third option, too. They didn't take that. Tell the Chinese to bring it down. They were in complete control over it. They admitted that. Tell them, just bring it down. Give it to us. Land it right now. It is incredibly telling that Joe Biden Lee did none of those things. Why? Well, we know from Bloomberg why. They they had the whole article, and it was devastating. That they, Blinken, Anthony Blinken, who is our Secretary of State, wanted to go to China. They want to go to China and party. With the guys who gave them $31 million, they didn't want to cancel this trip. They did everything they could to keep from canceling this trip. And look, if this was Trump, okay, this would be front and center news. Just to just to paint the picture of how jaw-dropping this was, okay? So we're, we are a full two days into this. Joe Biden is speaking in front of the DNC. To, to people at the DNC. He knows it's televised, right? And not only does he not mention the balloon, mm-hmm. you know what he does? He tells the chairman she is my best friend story again. Okay. You know the one where he and she are yeah. such good friends. Chairman Xi, obviously the head of China, the dictator who's killed a whole ton of people. He just disappears, then parks, packs them into cattle cars, hands zip tied, head shaven. It's straight out of the Holocaust. Right. And Joe Biden wouldn't even condemn that. Remember when he, the most shocking thing I've ever heard a politician say was Joe Biden saying, yeah, that's fine. That's I totally get why he has to do that, because you can't have division in China. So some people have to be loaded onto cattle cars like slaves and taken to camps where their forced labor worked until they die. That's no, cool. Everybody does it anyway. Um, Joe Biden says that. Right. So he loves she. He doesn't mention the balloon at all. Meanwhile, the, the controversy is absolutely raging. It's late Friday. Right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mention the balloon. He tells the she story about how he and Chairman Xi traveled 17,000 miles together. And they were sitting on a Tibetan plane. Oh, they weren't on his, in his Corvette? No, no, no. They were actually on like a cliff. like, And they were yeah. looking out over the sunset, him and she, because they're good friends. <laughs> okay. And 
Chairman Xi asks him, you know, define America for me, Joe, my good friend. And Joe says, it's about promise, Chairman Xi. He tells the story. Okay, if you Google that story, it has been debunked by PolitiFact, Snopes, and the Washington Post. It is a flat-out lie. And he told it Saturday about how she is such a great friend of his and said nothing about the balloon. No, I'm sorry. He told it Friday, late afternoon. Listen to this coming out of our president's mouth. The Chinese are rolling in the aisle. They're laughing so hard. So are the Russians, by the way. Listen to him tell this story. This is part of his compulsive lying problem. I've always believed we could define America in one world. I spent a lot of time with Xi Jinping when I was vice president the last couple of years. And Barack asked me to spend time with him. I mean it sincerely. So I traveled 17,000 miles with him. I've met with him more than any other world leader. Now over 80 hours. 68 of which are in person. Just me and an interpreter, and he had a simultaneous interpreter. We were in the Tibetan plateau, and he looked at me and said, can you define America for me? I mean it sincerely. Give me my words to Biden. I said, yes, one word. Possibilities. That's why we, in many cases, were viewed as ugly Americans, because we think anything is They never made it to a Tibetan plateau. They did not travel together 17,000 miles. They never traveled together at all. There was one um, event, Lee, where they were both headed. um, It was about 1,700 miles they traveled. They were both headed in the same direction to the same event, but not together. This is a total lie. So this guy, this is the state of the demented delusion of our president. He thinks, he's telling everyone, but Chairman, she's my friend. Why do I care about the balloon coming over the country? He didn't say that part, but he might as well. Uh, he didn't de- address the balloon. I mean, this this was downplayed by the U.S. media. They didn't play this audio feud. They didn't report this. But let me tell you what, every intelligence agency on earth, Indian, Saudi Arabian, all of these critical alliances, they watched that freak show This of Joe Biden doing that, Lee. Mm-hmm. They watched that freak show. And they went, oh my God, China is in control in America now. They watched the absolute freak show of days worth of, oh, do we really have to shoot it down? Come on, come on, come on. We don't want to shoot it down. Come on. Because everybody involved has Chinese ties, Lee. Millie does. So does the Secretary of State. They all have Chinese ties. They're all on the dole. This was a demonstration of command and control power to the world, China over the U.S. president. It was a freak show. And America, look, Lee, this is why this balloon freaked Americans out. Americans got this at a gut level. Even if they don't know all the details I just gave you, they got it at a gut level. Yeah, especially when you see it flying over your house. Oh, I know. I was so shocked by that. Girlfriend of mine texted me Saturday morning really early. I'm getting out of bed like my eyes are still stuck together. I haven't had the coffee yet. I just, here's a balloon. It flew over my house. Here, look at my picture. And I, I, I sent back LOL. Yeah, sure. And I, I was like, she lives here in South Carolina, you know? I'm like, wait, wait, what's this in South Carolina now? I couldn't believe it. And then and then I you know read about it and it was. Yeah, tons of folks sent us the photos. So it's on our it's website crazy. right now. I know. We've linked all on our Facebook page and our website. Tons of photos, videos. That's how far it was allowed to get. So remember yeah. this. Leon Panetta is right. Barack Obama's defense secretary. There's no, oh, we might hurt someone if we shoot it down. Just bring it down. It's a balloon. Go get it. Pull it down. We have tech to do that. It's not hard. Keep it. Don't create a debris field. Analyze it. See what they were doing. They didn't want to. Now, notice this. What did they choose to do? They chose to shoot it down. Why? Because they don't want to have to answer the question of what was on it. Well, we don't know. Seven, ah, seven mile debris field. And then they were doing the whole thing of, 
well, the Chinese might get there first to get it. So we may not even get it. So sorry. We'll never really know what was on it. Darn. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Text rates on the common sense retirement planning text line. We, why do we not believe China had transmitted all the information they wanted by the time that we shot it down? Text rates I saw on the Babylon B. U.S. shoots down Chinese spy balloon because it got too close to the border of Ukraine. Yeah, somebody, there's a great meme going around um, saying that. Uh, Montana should fly the Ukrainian flag, then Joe Biden would shoot down the spy balloon. Texter writes, Tara, I love your show, but every time you play a clip of Biden talking, I have to turn it off just for a second or two, then I'm back. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. Look, I know it's a, it's painful to even hear his voice, I get it, but understand at the end of it, I'm going to wallop him into next week. So you could just listen and look forward to that coming, because it always is. I'm never playing a Biden clip unless I plan to wallop, wallop him into next week at the end of it. Um, folks, I got to dive into this. Something is going on. This is one of those times when I'm going to have to ask you to believe me. Because what I'm going to say, and when I'm right, it always starts this way. Those of you who have been with me for years know this. What I'm going to say is going to fly in the face of everything you're hearing right now. It is the complete opposite. and It is so opposite, even from what's coming out of Fox News, that you're going to go, eh, do you know how that always ends? I'm right. I know of what I talk. We are in a jobs apocalypse right now. A jobs disaster. Our country has effectively stopped creating jobs. This is a disaster of a massive magnitude. And you're probably thinking, what? What do we? I just heard we created a half a million jobs in January. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, we didn't. They cooked the books. 
The books on this, this jobs report books more cooked than even like the 2020 election. I mean, I'm talking crispy fried. Our government is just flat out lying to you about economic statistics. And it's just a continuation of what they've been doing. Look, we brought, I brought you the news that, remember the Democrats ran on the 1.1 million jobs they had created between March and September? Or no, March and July, excuse me. It was March and July. 1.1 million jobs. And then they left it up to the Philadelphia Fed uh, to let you know the bad news about six weeks ago. And it was actually more like 33,000 jobs created. No, I'm sorry, 10,000 jobs created. A month, 33 total. Not a million? No, okay. 10,000 jobs a month. That is, for a country this size, that's a disaster of epic proportions. Okay, so this jobs report comes out over the weekend. I mean, and, and the only reason that they lied at this magnitude and made up all these jobs, the federal government did, is because Joe wants to tout them in the state of the union because they got nothing else. People are broke, right? We're told, when Bloomberg and Zero, Bloomberg on the left, Zero Hedge on the right, and Forbes, which is kind of a big globalist publication, all say the same thing. This jobs report's crap. It's BS. It's a lie. Something's up. Let me tell you what it is. They're lying. How bad is it right now? Your government told you that we created 517,000 jobs in January. Okay, how laughable is that? That's nearly double the number created in December. You know, where all the hiring starts, like, for Christmas? And the you're supposed to believe the unemployment rate hit a new all-time uh, low in the modern era, the lowest recorded since 1969. Unemployment at 3.4% lowest recorded? Uh-huh. Sure. And all of those three publications on diff- every different style of the aisle says there's no way the math doesn't work. Math doesn't work. Why does the math say this? Well, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which is the government, I like BS for short. That's what I'm going to call them now, the BS. I'm going to remove the L. The Bureau of Labor Statistics, Forbes says, adjusted the way that they calculate jobs. Oh, cool. So what does that mean? Well, instead of adding 517,000 jobs in January, payrolls actually fell by 2.5 million. Wait a minute. 2.5 million jobs disappeared in January? Oh, that's bad. Wow, is that bad. In fact, when you use a private survey, the payroll survey, where they actually call people's houses and ask them, hey, like, do you got a job? How many jobs have we created in the last three quarters? That's nine months for those of you on Common Core Math. Total? With the job loss? 12,000. 12,000? That's like an average of 1,500 jobs a month? Yep. (laughs) They had to fix that. Boy, did they ever. So the household survey, where they actually call people and ask them, like, do you have a job? Do you lose a job? Showed we've only gained 12,000 jobs in the last three quarters, nine months. Well, the government's BS payroll survey says we gained 2.7 million jobs. It is the largest ever recorded divergence between the two. Folks, Do you remember the big news last week, the big economic news? And it was horrific. 
we have seen the largest ever decline in, in U.S. disposable income. So that's the extra income you can spend on top of all your bills. L- largest ever decline in U.S. disposable income ever recorded, except one other year on record. When was that? Great Depression. 32. So we're not even tracking the Great Recession anymore, folks. We're tracking the Great Depression. Now, let me ask you something else. This is just just to needle you a little bit. Amazon always hires in December, right? So everyone wants to know what are the Amazon hiring numbers. It's going to to tell investors how big is Christmas going to be. Amazon just fired the largest number of people ever, 10,000. When? Oh, December. When they're normally hiring. Okay. So we're supposed to believe that we just hit the lowest ever unemployment rate in the modern era since 1969 and that Joe Biden beat hiring expectations, doubled hiring expectations. Come on, folks. This is an incredible crisis. We are not in a tight market. We are living through a jobs apocalypse. People must be living in terrible desperation. And we do not speak of it. We just don't speak. We just don't speak of it. If, if it's just, if, if we don't like the numbers, we just make up some new ones and let the censors take care of the rest, I guess. Part of the problem you have when you've got dementia is that you, you you can't keep your lies straight. It makes it very hard to keep your lies straight. Joe Biden hilariously asked, "Do, do you take in, do, do you take responsibility for for inflation, sir? Because Americans are are broke, sir." Devastating new poll. From tip, are you better off today than you were two years ago? Two-thirds. Just shy of two-thirds. By 61%, Americans overwhelmingly said, no, they're not better off. What does that mean? Well, better off than during the Trump economy. That's what they're asking. No, they're not. They're, they're bro- I mean, you got 25% of parents saying, I'm starting to buy all the food that I need for my kids. So Joe Biden has asked, do you take responsibility for inflation? Which, if you listen to this show, you know we dug into the uh, government stats, what, two, it's been a week now? And they're, they're forecasting that we're going to have, you know, increasing levels of inflation this year. It's going to run for food between 7 and 12%, depending on what you're buying. It's not stopping. It's not going to change. So people are going to suffer. 
And Joe Biden's stubborn response is there's another way. By the way, did you see David Axelrod, advisor to Barack Obama, warning Joe over the weekend not to brag about the economy in the State of the Union address tomorrow, not to talk about it? Because it's like if you had to crawl over glass, which is what it's like to live through Biden's economy, it's like somebody grinding the glass into your kneecaps after you've had to crawl over glass. I mean, that's what Biden doing this is. But he just doesn't get it. And he's asked, is it, it, sir, do you take responsibility for inflation? Do you take any blame for inflation? You're just the president. I take any blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I thought that Vladimir Putin caused inflation by the uh, February 2022 invasion. Right? I mean, that's what Joe told me. He said that. Did he not? Did not all the Treasury Secretary? Everybody's told the same lie. It was Putin's, Putin's fault. Well, that's odd because that invasion was uh, in February of 22, a year ago. Joe Biden took office in January of 21. He said he inherited the inflation. So he's also said that also he didn't have inflation before, but then Putin invaded a year after he took office and Putin caused the inflation. Now he says, no, I was here the whole time. I was here the whole time. All right, well, how could we know what the truth is? actually is my favorite way let's check what was inflation when joe biden took office a historically low 1.2 percent normally averages up around two it's 1.2 trump handed off a great economy to Biden, and we know because we can check that it's a checkable thing 1.2 percent and larry summer started screaming right away you remember don't, 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 don't put, do, do, no, do not print a trillion dollars in four months for the American Rescue Plan, but Joe gaffed him off. What was inflation by the summer of 2021? A full seven months before Putin would invade. What was it? It already hit five and six percent. So that's two and a half to three times the historical norm. By the year that Putin invaded, which Joe Biden used to credit for the inflation. It wasn't him, you see, it was Putin. Where were we? Eight, nine percent. But it started after he passed the American Rescue Act. So the guy who tells you, no, 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 it's Putin's fault. He caused all the inflation by his invasion in February 2022. Now says he inherited the inflation. From Donald Trump. Do you take any blame for inflation? You're just the president. I take any blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. Thank you. Huh. All right. Let's go look. When you got here. Hmm. January of 2021. What what was inflation again? It was okay, it's 1.2%. Cool. Um, you passed the American Rescue Act by May of 2021. Where were we? Five? Okay. So two and a half times normal. 
Where were we by September of 2021? Just for kicks. Uh, we were at 5%. Where were we by November of 2021? Uh, a little over six. How about February of 2022 when Putin finally invaded Ukraine? Where were we then? Uh, just shy of 8%. Okay. So where were we again in January of 2021 when you were sworn in? 1.2. Cool. And you say you inherited the inflation? Wow. So I just want to know. I mean, I'm just confused. I just don't know what lie to tell for you, Joe. Was it Putin who caused the inflation or Trump a year before Putin caused the inflation? Or did you forget you lied and told us Putin caused the inflation? See, that's a problem with dementia and going off teleprompter. He would have had to go off teleprompter for that. Let me tell you why I think he did. He had his economic advisor, Brian Deese, standing behind him. It is worth pulling up that video and watching Deese's face. It's like, if you're watching me on Rumble right now, rumble.com, my channel, Tara Servatius, all one word. Here's Deese's face. He's just sitting there nodding along like he's half asleep. And then Biden says, oh, I inherited the inflation. And Deese's face goes like this. His economic advisor. If you're not watching on Rumble, I just did shock face. It doesn't translate as well over the radio, but you can probably picture it. His economic advisor's like, what? I'm out of here, man. I'm t- you know what? I'm retiring. Deese is like, I am checking out of here before the economy blows up in our faces. Great Depression style. He can read. Ac- he's, not, he's, 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 a, he's a communist, Deese says. And his goal is to destroy the economy and get out before it goes down. You know what I mean? Like set out all the charges, uh, light the detonators, and then leave the room before it blows. That's what Deese is doing right now. It's blowing. That's what's going on right now. And even Deese is like, man, I wouldn't even tell that lie, you fool. I'm out of here. Texture writes to thank me for talking about how the jobs reports are fake. I mean, laughably fake. Thank you for talking about the jobs reports. I heard it and thought it was garbage. I can't believe they're lying like this. It's unbelievable. Another texter says, um, and, and this is the problem. Tara, where can I find the reports of the actual jobs numbers? I need to share this with some people at work who are so wrong about the actual state of the economy, they are making decisions based on lies. Yes, this is this is the flashing red light siren. This is a disaster, okay? This is going to be written about in history books. The jobs reports where we created half a million jobs in January, double that in December. December is the biggest hiring month for Christmas. We did, we, we did double projections in January. Uh-huh. After Amazon, folks, Amazon is the canary in the coal mine. So when Amazon announced their largest firing ever in their history for December, when they're normally hiring, I went, oh, no. This is a mess. This is a jobs apocalypse. 
We're supposed to believe that we just hit an unemployment low, not seen since 1969, because there's so many jobs. It's a lie. And what the media is doing is focusing on one job survey, the one from the government, where they're lying. And look, let me tell you, when Zero Hedge, which is very far right, when Forbes, which is kind of gushy country club in the middle globalist, and Bloomberg, which is on the left, all three say this jobs report is BS. Listen to them. Because we've got two job surveys, and they used to report the same thing pretty much. It's pretty close. I mean, they'd be a little off, but whatever. I mean, it, it would make sense. The job survey they're reporting shows 2.7 million jobs created in, nine, in the last nine months, three quarters. Well, what's the other one say? 12,000 jobs created. What, a month? That's a disaster. No. Total. Total. That'd be like the Great Depression. Well, yeah, that's what you'd expect if you if you have headlines like this. Fox Business, GDP report reveals ominous Great Depression warning not seen since 1932. Again, what is that? Disposable income hits a low not seen since the Great Depression. We have folks, we're beyond Great Recession, okay? We're in Great Depression territory. But the Democrats have learned we can just censor anything and lie. See, that's what they're going to do about everything. We're in a nuclear war. No, we aren't. Yes, we are. No, we aren't. Yes, we are. No, we aren't. You just lost your Twitter account for 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 tweeting uh, pictures of the mushroom cloud. That's where we are. They think they can just censor and erase everything. So we have a freak show going right now. I mean, if you're an international investor, you'd have to be freaking crazy to put money in this economy in America. You'd have to be nuts. The Bureau of Labor Statistics is like, oh, record jobs numbers, half a million. I mean, it's so ridiculous, right? They didn't even do it believable. They're like, well, if we're going to lie, we're going to go big. I mean, the forecasts were around 250,000 jobs created. They're like, yeah, 550. Let's go for broke. And that's what they reported. It's a lie. So you've got one survey saying, the household survey, which is not the government one, saying, oh, yeah, that, yeah, we created 12,000 jobs total in nine months. A little over a thousand jobs a month. Now, let me tell you what's growing. Part-time jobs, one point four two million of those. What does what does that mean? Well, people have lost their jobs because companies like Amazon. Again, Amazon's the canary in the coal mine. You order everything from them. You you know toothpaste, toothbrushes, the stuff everybody needs, tooth floss. You know, just like clothes, the things you have to have, the basics. They just had their largest ever fired, ten thousand jobs. We're supposed to believe we're in a jobs boom? Come on. When we are seeing a low in disposable income for families that we have not seen since 1932, the Great Depression? Sure, Joe. Whatever. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.